episode 68 on the Nine Point Start the Dream podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. And this episode, we have Caitlin Wright. Caitlin is a, um, a team member on, on Team Canada's sitting volleyball team. And we recorded this episode a while back, earlier in the year, and I kind of held it for a little bit because I don't know, I don't know, I'm just, I'm bad at really, I'm bad at this episode of stuff, but hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, I'm your host as always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode, we have, we have Caitlin Wright, she is a para-athlete, she's on Team Canada's sitting volleyball team. Her journey, from my point of view, has all been, it's been about, you know, finding yourself, you know, and I guess like almost accept, accepting, you know, who you are and, and loving it. And, and, and Caitlin is like, she's so cool and so chill just to how she just talks about how, you know, she's having fun. And I hope that this episode inspires any athlete out there that just, you know, just to, to have fun with the journey, you know, and, and she's overcome, you know, anxiety and X, and the X, Y, Z to, to get to where she is. And, and, and she's now doing things that, that most athletes dream of, you know, being, being an Olympian and all these and traveling the world. And so I hope you would listen to her story and, and gain value from it and just from where she's been and where she's going. And, and, and this kind of goes along with our theme that we kind of have with these next few episodes is just about, Every every athlete has their own normal. What's normal for you may not be normal for somebody else, and vice versa. So so let's just embrace being an athlete for what it is, because it's a mindset. It's not about how tall you are, how fast you are, whether whether you have two legs or one leg and not one arm, no arm. You know, it's not about the superficial that that meets the eye. Being an athlete is something that's internal. But I hope you enjoyed the episode. Caitlin Caitlin's super dope, and let's get to it. So, Caitlin, the question I ask everyone that comes on is, when you're younger as an athlete, what was one of your bigger things, the goals you wanted to achieve? Um, well, for me, to be honest, like, I didn't have much uh, of an athletic career as a kid um, because of what I was born with. Um, I wasn't really able to play much sports. So, I mean, that in itself was very hard for me because I, my family was very athletic. My dad was um pretty much just a star athlete um like at his schools um growing up and my mom was athletic and my younger brother was really athletic so I was you know around sports a lot but it was very hard for me to be able to play them um because I just physically wasn't able to my leg was very sensitive and, and all that stuff so you know I kind of poured myself into into academics um but then once, you know, once I had my amputation, um, you know, sports kind of became more of a reality for me. So then at that point, I just wanted to be able to play. So I didn't really have any specific goals um, as an athlete. But then once I started, uh, once I found out about sitting volleyball and I started playing sitting, volley- sitting volleyball, then, you know, the the goals started to really come out, um, you know, playing for um, national team going to the Paralympics, you know, kind of achieving those higher levels. 
kind of going back to when you were younger, you weren't, you weren't able to, to play. Kind of like an article you say, like at 12, you were infected with, what was it, strep G? Yeah, it was a strep G necrotizing fasciitis. So it was like a flesh-eating disease. So, so when you when you had that, like, what was like, what was like your mindset when it comes to just you know how how life was, or just how you were going to you know still live your best life type stuff? Um. Well, I mean, for me, like, my kind of uh, I don't know, my struggles kind of started from birth. Um. So, like, I was born with it's called Klippel Trenani Weber syndrome. It's rare, it's not well known, um, but it's a vascular and lymph condition. So it affected my entire right leg. Um, so I had a lot of infections and stuff growing up. So hospital stays, medications, a lot of that stuff was very normal for me growing up. Um, so, you know, to me, I didn't really know what it meant to be, you know, a normal kid by, you know, most people's standards. Um, so that kind of thing was my normal. So when I became like really sick at 12, um, it was just, I mean, obviously it was really severe and um, like the infections were really bad, but that was still kind of normal for me. So once, once they told me my leg was going to be, have to be amputated, um, like I just, you know, I talked about it a lot with my parents and we kind of, talked about accepting it for what it was and that it was going to be better for me and so for me it was kind of an exciting prospect that okay I'm going to be able to do more of the the normal things you know um, I can do sports and different things so I mean it was really scary but at the same time it kind of had a little bit of an exciting aspect to it. I can only imagine it was just it was, it was almost like a relief that uh, it's almost like a new chapter of your life was starting yeah totally it was it was yeah it was a fresh start essentially um then I was yeah like I was looking forward to being able to try new things and to you know ski for the first time or you know be able to try to run like up until that point I I couldn't run foot over foot I had to kind of do a skip run and and uh so I was excited to be able to try that kind of that kind of stuff for the first time. So how did you land on volleyball out of, out of, out of all the sports you could have kind of went into? Um, so, I mean, this, my, my story is like quite extensive even after. So like I had my amputation and, uh, you know, everything was, you know, supposed to be better, but it really wasn't for, for me for probably about 11 years after my initial amputation. Like I still ended up getting sick quite often after the initial amputation. Um, I still got a lot of infections, so I wasn't really better. So I wasn't really able to play sports still. Um, so, I mean, that was really unfortunate for me. But once I was, I was 24 um, and the doctors found out that I had a bone infection in my leg. Um, so I had to have kind of a secondary amputation where they went in and took a few more centimeters of bone off. Um, so then it was like, after that point, I was like, okay, I am determined, like good things are going to happen after this. I'm going to be doing um, 
different different things like I'm going to try these new things and uh, I had actually shared a hospital room with a girl um, named Jolan when I had my leg amputated for the first time and uh, she was she was having her leg amputated but she was the captain of the women's national sitting volleyball team and she and I had kind of stayed in and out of contact throughout the years and I had met up with her um, when I was trying sit skiing and uh, she emailed me and asked me if I wanted to come try sitting volleyball so kind of once my leg was healed up a bit more I went and tried it for the first time and I ended up really falling in love with it and never really looked back after that. So for anyone listening that's kind of like maybe new to uh, the para sport and, and sitting volleyball can you explain how it differs from just um guess regular volleyball yeah so sitting volleyball um obviously is played sitting um a lot of most times people ask us like the most common question is do we play in wheelchairs or on little scooters um the answer to that is no we sit on the ground so most of the rules are the same there are six people on the court um the court is smaller and the net is lower. I think for women, um, the net is 1.05 meters high and the men is 1.15 meters high. And the court is, I think it's nine by nine by six or something along those lines. But so the court is smaller. So, but there's still six people on the court. It's still three contacts. You still set, pass, spike, Um, The major differences are that you can block a serve in sitting volleyball um, because everything is so much lower to the ground. It comes at you a lot quicker. There's a lot less time for recovery. Um, So, yeah, you can block a serve. And when you're playing, your your bum has to stay on the ground at all times. Um, Pretty much either. So if you're sliding forward, your hip can be on the ground. But if you're but loses contact with the ground while you're contacting the ball. It's called a lift and it's a foul. So it's the team gets uh, a point, the other team. So those are the major differences. That sounds, that sounds tough. Like just, it's all you're, you're thinking about, you know, when it comes to moving around. Yeah, it is a lot. The movement is probably the hardest part like if you have played um volleyball standing like the skills transfer over um a lot really the same but everyone moves a little bit differently you really have to be aware of your body and um how well you move and um which ways are most comfortable for you um and then really moving to contact the ball like figuring out you know what's the easiest way for you to push back or to slide forward and a lot of times, um, especially when you're first figuring it out, you do a lot of flopping around and you kind of look like a fish. Like, I don't know how many times our coach would say that. You guys look like your fish flopping around on the floor. Great. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so if you kind of found this, this new joy in volleyball, at, at what point did you kind of figure out, like, oh, I can be, I can be really good at this? Um, well, it was probably... I don't know, within like the first year or so, like the, the thing about parasport is obviously the athlete pool is a lot smaller. Um, so there's tends to be a lot more room for development. Um, but also like 
because there aren't like, you know, with um, standing volleyball, right? Like you start, there's your age division, like your 13, you 16, you, and you kind of, you know, have a platform to move up. Whereas in sitting, like when I went and tried for the first time, I was directly put in with the national team. So like that is really intimidating and daunting because, you know, you're sitting down with people that are already a little more established in the sport. And I had really never played volleyball much before. Um, so there was a lot of development right at the beginning, like put into really getting me learning the basic skills and, and kind of once that started to like to continue on, then I thought, yeah, like this is something that I can, I can do. I know the skills. I always liked watching volleyball. I enjoyed playing it in, in gym class, you know, like when I could. So I thought, you know, if I really stick with this, I can, I can improve and I can do some pretty awesome things. That, that's so cool just to kind of just, uh, just make the early days of this journey for you, you know, just to how it went from not being able to be as, as active as you wanted to be to now you're on the national team. So, so for like, for yeah. anyone that's maybe like out there, that's maybe, you know, maybe have to have a limitation that they might think the limitation really they aren't, what will be your advice for them maybe to, to figure out how to get involved in a pair of sport? Um, I would say to really try to, you know, ask as many people, um, like as you can, you know, if they know of anything, like the internet, I mean, is a powerful thing. Um, but I mean, for me, like I had been an amputee for, you know, 11 years and I had never heard of really much of parasport. So, I mean, it took me a really long time to find it. I didn't necessarily seek it out because I didn't think, I mean, to me, you know, it didn't really occur like, Oh, there's parasport. Like that wasn't, um, I don't know, that wasn't just something that ever crossed my radar. So I think like the big thing is to, is to really like ask questions, you know, if you're seeing a doctor, if you're seeing like a physiotherapist, like ask them if, you know, if they know, because a lot of, a lot of professionals, like the medical professionals, they do have some sort of idea, but they don't always necessarily think to share it with you. So, you know, I would say if you are, um, and I think like, Parasport is gaining a lot more traction now, so I mean, I think it is a little more more easily accessible. But definitely, um, just talking, I think, like word of mouth is a pretty powerful thing when it comes to parasport. I've been watching like um, your stuff and like Team USA stuff. Like, wow, this is really, it, it's really, it's, it's interesting to see that this is something that we don't talk about enough in the kind of sports. Because like, because you, you you have to be so athletic to really make these moves and stuff. So it's like, wow, so I mean, I'm impressed by it all. Yeah, totally. It's a it's a pretty amazing thing. So once you got involved, how what was it like? You know, kind of having that that newfound journey as as an athlete and be able to travel and just do this new world. Yeah, it's it's been really awesome. I think like one of the biggest things that I've gained from parasport is like the sense of community, um, you know, being around a group of people that completely understand you um, fully without, you know, you don't really have to explain necessarily how you're, how you're feeling. You know, you can be like, Oh yeah, my leg is really bothering to me today. And like, they just get it, you know? Um, 
I mean, that in itself is, is very powerful. And, and I think like, um, before, like I started playing sitting volleyball, like I was very shy. Um, I didn't really like doing things on my own. I always liked kind of, you know, if my mom was with me, um, I was kind of a little more sheltered, but playing, you know, a pair sport and sitting volleyball, like, yeah, that, that real big sense of community was, was really helpful for me. It really helped me a lot with a lot of the depression and anxiety that I was feeling. And then, yeah, the travel and everything is just, you know, really an added bonus. Like I've seen a lot of different parts of the world, experienced a lot of different cultures, which is really awesome. And seeing how um, people adapt, you know, in different, in different parts of the world where, you know, maybe the prosthetic limbs, you know, aren't as advanced or like the, the wheelchairs maybe aren't, you know, as, as advanced as they are in North America, like kind of seeing other athletes, like too, I think the big thing is like for a lot of us, um, we're the most like accessibly challenged or, you know, disabled in our group of friends, but then being around people that are far more disabled than yourself, like it, even that is in itself like really eye opening and it's, it's really interesting. So I, I think like, you know, the travel and obviously the playing the sport and, and meeting people is, is really awesome. But I think like just the parasport community in itself is probably like one of the greatest rewards from playing. So, so with that, so you said you, you kind of, you're facing like your own kind of anxiety and depression type stuff. So what was called, what was causing that? Um, well, the big thing like for me was, I mean, I had, you know, spent the early part of my life up until like 12, 13 years, not being able to be very active. My leg was very sensitive. And then, you know, the amputation was kind of supposed to change that, but then it didn't. And I spent, you know, another 11 years not being able to be as physically active as I wanted to, um, really kind of missing out on a lot of that. And I, again, poured myself into the academics and I went on a trip to Italy in high school, um, through the high school. And I just, you know, being there and seeing kind of a different part of the world and realizing, you know, there is a lot, I know there are bigger things out there. And, and I mean, that trip in itself was very tiring for me. Um, like as amputees, like we use a lot more energy to do the same basic things. So I was very tired when I got back from that trip and, and uh, I don't know, finding the motivation to kind of get back into schoolwork and stuff was very hard for me. And I just kind of had been coping for so long that it kind of caught up to me, I guess. And then I just couldn't really do it anymore. So I really, you know, struggled academically after that. And I kind of sheltered myself and yeah, it was just, it was very hard. I can relate to that for sure. It's like that cloud over you, right? Totally. Yeah. And it's just sometimes no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You like look, 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 look like past like the pair sport stuff right now, the volleyball and just like, what do you, what is, what does Caitlin enjoy doing outside of sports? Oh, um, 
other than sports, well, I mean, I've really started, I don't know, it's not specifically like volleyball, um, but like I've started swimming and just trying different things on my own. Like, you know, before I never would have stepped foot in a gym, um, like on my own. So I find that I have, I guess, a lot more of the self-confidence to try new things. Um, you know, before, like with my prosthetic, I used to wear um, a cover over it to make it look, it was like skin colored for, for myself um, and tried to kind of hide it as much as I could because I wanted to be seen as normal as I possibly could. Um, now, you know, I don't need a cover on my leg like it's fine for it to be you know it's it's normal state um and like my confidence has really grown so now like I I really like you know going out to see a movie or you know hanging out with my friends just trying new things traveling um I just think like the big the big confidence piece like I'm just I'm willing to try anything and I'm okay with the fact that I have a prosthetic and it looks different and everyone's going to stare and but I don't know I just I just think like I'm willing to try anything a normal though right anyway yeah it is well and I mean everybody has a different normal right yeah I mean that's like kind of the big thing that I really found is you know like there's always the standard you see like whether it be magazines tv social media you know anything like what is normal? Like my normal is different from your normal is different from my best friend's normal from my parents' normal. Like everybody has their own normal and like, that's cool. That in itself is really awesome. So as you're progressing with the thing, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of, I guess, finding the new, the new Caitlin in a sense when it comes to like what she enjoys, what she's able to do, what, where, what do you hope, like, like, where do you hope to, I guess, grow or or go into? Um, Well, I mean, I would like to stay playing sitting volleyball for as long as I can. You know, I, I still have a lot of learning to do um, in, in regards to into the sport, but I love trying any, any new sport. You know, if I, I've been swimming a lot, like I said, and I would just like to be able to stay in the parasport community, you know, in, in some, in some form, whether it be, you know, being a, some sort of athlete ambassador or, you know, maybe eventually coaching at some point, that might be a little much of a stretch, but, you know, I just, I think like for me, the future, I would, I would like to stay in sport in in some regard. I love that. And so, so with you, you know, and everything you're doing, if you could give, I guess, like a piece of advice to like your younger self, what would you say? To my younger self? Um, Oh boy. You know, know, that's something I've thought about a lot, but it's still kind of hard to, to put together. But I think a big thing is to really sometimes just to take a step back and, and to be easy on myself. Like, I've always been a very competitive person and someone that's I'm very, very hard on myself, um, you know, in sport, in life. So I think the big thing would be, you know, to just sometimes take a step back, take a breath, you know, kind of 
acknowledge, you know, what is, what is happening, but then also just, just push forward. Just, you know, you got this. And, and yeah. just from, just from like the community that you're building, how, what's it like, you know, being part of, part of Team Canada? Oh, it's, uh, it's been a whirlwind. Um, you know, I've, I've met a lot of like different athletes. I mean, it's, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of almost has this air about it. Like it's kind of like this, this next level standard, I guess. Um, you know, it, it feels pretty awesome to be able to be a part of, you know, kind of this exclusive club almost, you know, like, you know, you really had to work hard to, to earn your spot there or to keep your spot there. So knowing that, you know, you've, you've pushed yourself to be able to, to make it there. Like that's a pretty, a pretty awesome feeling and to be able to, you know, for us, like wear the maple leaf and to be able to represent our country and, you know, say like we, we've worked really hard to get here and to to keep going. Like, I think, I think just like being able to represent your country and, and, you know, that's, that's a really awesome feeling. What, what, What's been the most memorable experience so far with, with being on team? Ooh, there's been a lot. I think probably the some of the highlights were when we qualified for the Rio 2016 Paralympics. Um, that that felt really great. But then the Paralympics themselves, like that was being at the opening ceremonies. Um, you know, being in in the athletes village with all these different athletes that are world class and and you know competing and I think walking into uh, into the arena for the first time for our first match we played uh, we played Brazil and there was eight thousand people in the crowd and hearing everyone cheering and and just being really excited like for Parasport, you know, um, for us to sit down and play, like, that was, that was pretty mind-blowing. That was pretty surreal. Um, How's the food? You couldn't help but smile. <laughs> the food was actually pretty good. They, uh, they did a good job trying to, uh, to sample foods from different parts of the world to kind of get everyone um, used to, or getting foods, I guess, that they were more used to eating. So, in Rio, I think they they did a really good job of that. It was actually quite good. McDonald's. Well, they didn't really, you know, there was a McDonald's in the athletes' village, um, but we we didn't have any of that until after uh, until after all of our matches were done. But it was good. They had these like cheese sticks that they don't have at any McDonald's in Canada, so that was kind of interesting to try. But they were they were good. Um, but uh, yeah, no, like in the in the village, like you know, they had a lot of fruit, and for us, you know, a lot of like rice, carbs. Um, tried they tried to kind of get fueling foods, so yeah, that was good. Awesome. So, Caitlin, so if you if you if you a book about your journey, what would you call it? Oh my goodness, these are hard questions. I would probably, uh, I would probably say maybe something like redefining normal or finding my normal, maybe something like that. Love that. Yeah. yeah. And I think what's just cool is like, 
I'm realizing that I want to share more Paris, more Paris stories because it, it's not, there's not enough out there yet, you know? And no, think, there's not. And I think there's so many kids out there, you know, or, or adults as well that have abilities, but just don't, like, they can't find their normal. And I think, like, what you're saying, just they, it, we kind of, we can share, we can share more light, share more stories about, you know, athletes like you that are still, you know, you're achieving big things, but in their own version. And I think we can kind of really help help you know facilitate the growth of the, of, the, of the sport totally yeah and like one of the great things about like parasport is is that you know a lot of the athletes that we have such an opportunity to build each of our sports to encourage people to try them and you know one of the great things about parasport is anybody can try it um you don't you know any able-bodied person can sit on the floor and play sitting volleyball um, any able-bodied person can sit in a sled and play sledge hockey or, you know, sit in a wheelchair and try wheelchair basketball. Like, it's, it all transfers. So I think, like, even, you know, getting a lot of able-bodied people trying the sports, like, seeing, you know, it's a lot harder than it looks. And, like, I think once people do that, you know, it kind of builds, you know, uh, a new respect towards para-athletes and, because people just don't understand, right? And that's the big thing is that a lot of times people don't try to, you know, I guess discriminate or they don't try to, um, you know, be offensive or or anything like that, but they just don't understand. So like, you know, being able to try it because like guaranteed, right? Any If any para person could, they would try the able-bodied version of the sport. So I think like just promoting that and, you know, sharing that anybody can try parasport, um, you know, might not be able to play it at, you know, the high levels, but it's definitely accessible and anybody can try it. I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm pretty bad at volleyball. I'm, I'm not bad. I'm just not the most coordinated, but I think I'm, 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 I'm gonna give it a shot. I'll, I'll play you I one would, Yeah, do it. If we're uh, if we're ever down in the in the states again, we can uh, invite you out and you can come play with us. Definitely. So, last question for you: What people kind of find more about you know the Team Canada team and you on social media? More, a lot of our information like is on uh, is on Volleyball Canada's website. Um, a lot of our information actually you can find out a lot through our uh, women's uh, sitting volleyball Instagram page. It's Canada W Sitting VB. And uh, World Paravolley is the organization for sitting volleyball, so they they post a lot on uh, on their websites as well. Love it, Kaylin. It's been fun talking with you, kind of learning more about para sports and just what you're up to. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.